Fremont looking for spots. We're nerds. We're Vegas nerds. We go for the spin and hope for the best. That's right. We may lose our bankroll. But what did you say? Because we get lucky too. We're nerds. We're Vegas nerds. Doing our best. Judging the carpet twice. Oh, you know, it seems like uh, just last week I heard that song being sung by, uh, you know, dozens and dozens of uh, Vegas nerds walking down Fremont Street. Were, were you, uh, well, uh, can you believe that it's it's only been a week that we're talking a week later and that uh, the summit 2017 is, is over? I cannot. Uh, it feels sooner, but I've mostly been asleep since then. <laughs> I uh, I don't blame you. It's um, it was uh, a lot of fun and certainly um, a lot of work for all of us. But uh, I think you know, generally speaking, a resounding success. Uh, how, how do you feel about how things went? Absolutely, it went better than uh, my wildest dreams. Better than I could have possibly imagined. But yes, I'm as tired as I have ever been. <laughs> and I also have spoken to uh, Brother Tim, and he said he is on a uh, schedule of about two hours on, two hours off, just, just <laughs> napping and and awake, and has been since he returned. Yeah, well, I I don't blame him. Uh, I I know how that feels. It uh, it's it's crazy to um, think that after all that lead up and all that planning and all that prep. Um, that we got through it and things really did go pretty well. Um, going through all this stuff, I'm always concerned that something's going to go wrong or we're going to, you know, flub something in a major way. Um, and that didn't really happen. You know, there were maybe a couple little things here and there, but as expected, but, um, generally speaking, everything went pretty darn well. And, um, so it's a great, in that sense, it's a great relief, but, um, one of the really great things is uh, hearing from folks saying how much fun that that they had, and um, that really, you know, all of the hard work that went into it. That makes it worth it because it seems like people really did have a had a good time, and um, you know that uh, it was all it was all worthwhile. I agree. Uh, I, it went astonishingly well. I think I said to you when we had cocktails a day or so later that if we would attempt to do it a second time. Having done it a first time, having had that under our belt, it would not go as well the second time. Right. <laughs> like it just, it was just by the grace of God or, or the Vegas luck or whatever you want to say. Uh, it, 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 you know, not, not to say we didn't put a great deal of hard work into it. We certainly did, but, uh, you know, somebody was looking out for us and, and everything went, went swimmingly. Um, and yeah, uh, for, for everybody I've heard from said, uh, they had a great time and were glad to be a part of it. Yeah. It was it was super great, and so I thought maybe today there's a couple of um, sort of last pieces of business here that uh, I think people are, are interested about. Um, was going to sort of quickly um, do some a real quick recap on some of, uh, of some of the event, and um, and so uh, <laughs> get into some of that stuff. But then there are um, there's a little bit of other business that we need to take care of, specifically related to our auction, which we held. Um, and I do have the final figures here on my secret notepad. Um, so we'll be revealing that information um, in just a little bit. And then um, I, the question that I think is is worth asking at the, at the end of the show 
is a question I got quite a bit over last weekend, which is, what's going to happen next year? And I <laughs> will promise you an honest answer at the end of the show. Um, so <laughs> we'll get to that. But why don't we start off just talking about how things went and what we did? Because, you know, we um, did a couple of episodes talking about the schedule. And so now that we've, we've lived it, uh, it's fun to talk about some highlights. So, you know, we started things off. Um, on Friday afternoon, uh, giving stuff out to, to the boosters. And that was a lot of fun. You know, it was great to, to see people again and to hand over um, all of the stuff that they, that we, that we produce for them. And they seemed, uh, you know, I was, I've been really happy with how everything came out and people seemed pretty excited about it, but it was, it's always good to, to see folks and, uh, and get everything, get everything into their hands. And, uh, get the uh, the weekend kicked off. You know, there's some new people and a lot of returning folks, but uh, that uh, that event ran straight into our first little welcome soiree. So we spent about, you know, all together almost two hours um, getting people their stuff and having some drinks and just starting to kick things off and have fun. It was a, it was a good way to get things started. It was. The boosters were eager. They were, they were all smiles and, uh, and, and ready to get things started, like you said. And we were there in that little... What would you call it? A vestibule at yeah. the Golden Gate, hand, yep. handing things out, and uh, there was even an appearance by our host, uh, Derek Stevens, stopped by and, and glad-handed folks and, and said welcome to everybody. And uh, David Rosborough as well stopped by, and uh, yeah, it was a great way to kick things off. It was indeed, um, and of course that led right into our uh, march down Fremont Street. So we. Um, we had people people come out and gather outside in front of the Golden Gate, and it was a it was a pretty big crowd at that point. You know, I was going into all this, um, I didn't really know uh, where we were going to end up in terms of people attending for the weekend because you know last year, the last time that we did VIMF, we had a very large crowd, um, and this time, you know, things being having changed over, and also just being two weeks out from the horrific shooting on the first of October. Um, just, you know, didn't know how or if that would affect anything, but, uh, we got our first glimpse of, uh, of the size of our crowd, uh, do, doing our, our march. And it was, it was pretty, uh, it's pretty intense. There were a lot of people. Um, so, you know, just said a, a quick little hello and then we got started. And so my intention, this is, I guess, one of the first thing that didn't quite work the way I planned. Um, my intention was to, you know, have our incredible theme song playing so that people could, could sing along. Um, and I actually went and got uh, a little speaker thing to do this. Well, I tried to, I should have known. I, this is like, definitely goes into the I should have known category. Um, but it just was nowhere near loud enough. When you're out on Fremont Street, it's very loud. Um, just all kinds of ambient noise. And I don't even think I could have gotten something that was big enough to to really, to really belt it out. But my pathetic little speaker is basically like someone whispering in your ear, the equivalent. Um, and so, you know, that didn't really work, but due to the, uh, heroic efforts of part of our group, um, you know, Dave Lifton and others really, uh, grabbed the, the bull by its horns there and, um, we're singing the song, uh, to their credit, you know, the, uh, the amazing song, singing it loudly and at least seemingly proudly, um, walking down the street with a lot of funny looks, you know, we've done this, uh, parade type thing a few times, but this is the first time that, uh, people were actually singing along with it. And so we got even more crazy weird looks, but, um, it actually worked pretty well. We had a, a long line of people, uh, singing the song over and over again. And, um, we, we made our way 
upstairs into uh, the the casino there on the second floor at the D. It was it was pretty crazy. I've got a video of everybody coming up the escalator there, and there's there's a lot of folks. It was it was pretty pretty busy. Yeah, there seemed to be a great deal of enthusiasm. I saw uh, some folks had made their own uh, shirts and and costumes, and yep. I think there was a, a there was a gentleman wearing a cape even with the yes, Thunder there was logo. <laughs> There was a great deal of enthusiasm, and I always enjoy seeing you with your baton. Yes, yeah. Are you baton. formally are are you formally trained, or are you just self taught? <laughs> um, I am self taught. It was funny as we walked into the bar. Uh, the one of the security guards at the D, you know, I, a gentleman that I don't know, he says, "Hey, let me look at that thing," and I thought he was going to protest <laughs> my uh, my my weapon. Um, it turns out, no, he's trained with a baton and just wanted to give oh. it a spin. <laughs> so he, he grabbed it and uh, twiddled it, twirled it around a few times, and uh, and that was that. But um, no, uh, I am entirely self-taught, and I, I realize that uh, I make it look easy, but um, it is it is a lot of work. Um, but yeah, it was awesome. I mean, we got all the people up there again into um, to hang out and have a few more drinks and uh, go into the the Sigma Der- Derby tournament, the Preak Nerds. Um, which, you know, we've got Mike Palm, who is, I believe, a um, COO, uh, a director of operations, I think, not COO, director of operations at the D. So, you know, he's like got a lot of other things to do, but he uh, announces our um, our tournament there, and uh, he does such a great job. He's very, very good at that stuff. And once again, yes. he took us through our several rounds of, uh, of the tournament, and people seem to be having uh, a really good time. So... It was another successful event in terms of uh, in terms of getting the the, the horses going. So um, it's funny, uh, both the Sigma Derby and the slot tournament. Um, you know, you get random passers by, and not even that, but the um, the booster material stuff. You get randoms that just stop by and say, "What is this? And how do I get this thing that you're giving out?" <laughs> <laughs> they don't even care what it is, right? They just want the oh. the, the thing. They want to be part of the group. Um, it was just kind of, kind of hilarious, but yes, I had a few people come up and say, Hey, we want to be in this tournament. How do we join? And they were just, you know, people walking through the casino and I said, sorry, this is not open, but it's always interesting to see how that, uh, how that goes. People just, people want to be part of something. Sure. Um, so we, we wrapped the tournament, things went quite well. And then we had a little bit of downtime, um, and for, for a while until folks came back later that night to, Go check out the Stanley Cup. So this was something that um, popped up as an opportunity on the schedule a few months back. And, um, you know, people seemed, the group, much of the group seemed very excited about this. Uh, I personally um, don't care about hockey, but a lot of people do. And so I didn't really, going into this when it was first announced, I didn't really realize how much people were going to enjoy it because I'm ignorant to the ways of the, to the ways of the cup. But, um, People really liked it, and uh, I think we got some great photos. I know you guys, you got a great photo with uh, with Mike and John that uh, is out there. But you know, what, what? Why don't you tell people what it was like to? Uh, to how did this work? Uh, essentially, there was a line, and you stood in it, and <laughs> and, and ultimately, uh, when it was your turn, you you had an audience with the cup, uh, and and as you mentioned, uh, uh, Mike E and John H who were featured uh, uh, in the main event. We'll get to that momentarily. Uh, but longtime friends of ours uh, also presented to the Cup. And we I was astonished by how much access you had to the Cup. I assumed there would be roped off and you would be uh, just allowed to take a photograph in close proximity to the Cup. 
but actually you were allowed to touch the cup and kiss the cup. Uh, we asked <laughs> if we could kiss the cup, and they had no problem with that. And that, of course, is uh, what uh, a team that is celebrating having won the cup does. That's It's a great moment in sports when each player gets to hold the cu- cup aloft and kiss it. Um, and so I just jokingly asked if we would be allowed to kiss the cup, assuming that they would, of course, say no. You, you know, your your saliva <laughs> contains forty-seven different enzymes, which will, if everyone did it, it would dissolve the cup into nothing. But apparently, it's not a big deal, and they, they let you kiss the cup, and we did, and it uh, was minerally and metallic, and it tasted like winning. i love it i love it well it was super fun and i you know i know that we have a lot of hockey fans in the group and they were excited and even you know just sports fans in general i think uh it was an exciting thing so it was really cool that that worked out that way and um that we got to that we got to do that um and that was sort of the end of uh, day one you know people um definitely hung around and uh had some more drinks here and there but um in terms of the uh, official festivities um, that was the end of day one, and that sort of leads us right into day two. So day two, um, nothing in the morning, very intentional, trying to give people a, a moment to uh, to regroup. Um, really, the first thing on the calendar was uh, something that we tried last year that was a success, and we did it again, which was a, a little booster uh, champagne toast up on the uh, 12th floor balcony. So it was a fun opportunity to hang with uh, some of the boosters there and um, – you know, in a, just reconnect a little bit um, in prep for uh, a big night. So ran right from the champagne toast into the slot tournament. Um, so we had about 60-something people registered going into it, and we had quite a few more that registered on site. So we had a pretty full – we weren't all the way full, but we had a pretty full um, slot tournament there, which was great. People seemed to have – a lot of fun doing that, um, and uh, you know the folks at the D made sure that everybody had a really good time. Um, so you know, I think uh, it looked like it was fun. We had little um, glow, or sorry, light up uh, devil horns to go with the uh, slot furno machines that we were playing there. Those were a big mm. hit to the point where, uh, again, randoms in the casino walking by, some of them quite drunk. Uh, would ask for the um, would ask for the horns, and we gave some away before we were scolded and <laughs> told that we were not allowed to give them to anyone that asked. Um, but uh, that was fun, you know. It was fun. People, a couple of people won won some money, and uh, it looked like people had a really good time. Um, and that, you know, led right into uh, the run up for. For the main event, um, which, uh, man, this was, you know, this is the thing that that constituted the bulk of the planning and the organization. Um, And uh, for those that don't know, um, you know, this year we uh, opened our doors at nine and we started the show at 930 and both of those things came true. Um, But uh, we have there's another show in the showroom, Marriage Can Be Murder, which is sort of like a dinner whodunit type show. I think I've never seen it but that's something like that um and so we have approximately approximately an hour to to clean the showroom you know all the junk that people eating in there have to uh to clean it and then take everything down and put our stuff up and in this case that includes um they you know they bring in a whole separate sound system for our events uh so it includes setting this stuff up and and uh, all the other pieces and so it's always hectic to uh to do the changeover and make that work and it's been a 
it's been one of the things in the past where it hasn't gone as smoothly as it could have and has caused some um, at least stress, if not problems. But, uh, you know, I'm happy to say that um, everything really came together. And I think it was a combination of, you know, the folks at the D were working really overtime to make sure they had, you know, chairs all already ready. And the sound guys had a, they had a small army there setting stuff up. And uh, so it really was a, a big team effort. You know, we were um, signing some posters and doing some other stuff to uh, to get everything ready and get the recording gear ready and get our AV gear ready. But it all came together and uh, we got everything going, made a couple of uh, last minute adjustments and um, the doors opened at nine and uh, people got seated. So that all worked pretty darn well. I think it was a little hectic, but we got we got things going. It was hectic, but it was downright efficient. Like you said, they had a, a small army of people from the D that came in there and just, just, just managed it, man. Just took it over and and reconfigured the showroom. You know, I think there was a little bit different configuration for the show that was that preceded us. Um, they rearranged the chairs and, and put them in there in in in, in such a way that uh, it could handle our our capacity. And, and I guess you'll talk about that momentarily, but um, I. I believe we actually had more people than we ever had in the showroom. Um, but the, they were able to do that. And like you said, get the sound, sound system and everything set up. And it, it just, it just seemed like it, it seemed like, you know, like I said, we had rehearsed this very, very briefly the day before, but it seemed like we do the show every single day, the way that it, it went off. Yeah. No, that's and a good way to put it. A testament to the, the folks at the D um, and, and, and all the help that they gave us. Yep. Totally agree. Uh, we did. So we did open the doors at nine. We got our boosters in there uh, and they got their seats. And then we opened up for the rest of the group. We had a, you know, a pretty, pretty large group out there waiting. Um, everybody was, uh, you know, on their best behavior, I'm sure. Um, we got everybody in. Uh, we filled the whole place. You know, it was uh, it was great. Again, sort of talking, going back to um, not knowing exactly how it was going to work out. I mean, I, I, I wasn't worried about you know, five people showing up, but, uh, just hope, hoping that we were going to have a healthy, healthy crowd. And we certainly did. So it was, it was really, really great to, uh, to get everybody in there. And, um, you know, nine, nine thirty rolls around and, uh, we, we start the show. So, you know, um, for those that have maybe that were there or have been to one of these things before, uh, some of the, some of the elements were similar and some were different. Get up there and, uh, you know, just give a little howdy do and a, and a welcome. And then we kick things off. I, I handed it over to you, and uh, you know you and um, your, uh, your your special assistant for the first segment uh, okay. went into uh, what was the first bit that you did. Well, in the past we've done uh, something called uh, poorly researched Las Vegas history, uh, in in which I I'm interested in Las Vegas history, but I'm also incredibly lazy. And I don't uh, always spend all the time that a person should, particularly a, particularly a person who's going to give a presentation to a, a group of people who are also interested in Las Vegas history. Uh, so I do it in my own special way, which is to uh, sort of half-ass it. Uh, and I did that, and lo and behold, this time, uh, right, at, right as I mentioned to folks that they would be forgiving of my poor poor research skills, uh, because no one in the crowd was was any sort of expert in Las Vegas history. Lo and behold, up walks upon the stage the world's preeminent expert in Las Vegas history, Dr. David Indeed. Schwartz from the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Uh, and that turned into a whole other routine. 
which was uh, poorly researched Las Vegas history, uh, coupled with exceptionally well-researched Las Vegas history. <laughs> you know, and it went uh, went quite well. You guys were uh, a good pair. One of the funny things about, about history, I guess, in general is, you know, uh, sometimes truth is stranger than fiction, right? And uh, mm-hmm. Dave had all kinds of bizarre just semi-disgusting stories um, that uh, that melded in quite well with um, with uh, the stuff that you guys that you had come up with as well. So it was it was great as always. You know that's always been a, a very popular segment, and um, this was a really fun twist on that. And uh, you know Dave's not here with us today, but I know that he enjoyed it too. So it was it was a really fun way to to get things kicked off and uh, a lot of laughs. So and set the stage for much more to come. It went well. Um, so then we uh, we rolled into um, and I'm, now I'm already forgetting what order we did everything in. Um, <laughs> I I, I'm going to auction. Yeah, the, that's, the, that's the, what I thought too. And I'm going to forget exactly where we did our auction segments. But um, we we did our our first auction segment, and you know we were a bit mum ahead of time about what we were going to be auctioning off. Uh, but what for those that weren't there that don't know. Um, we had a few different types of items. So we had uh, said that we weren't going to do any sort of merchandise for the summit ahead of time, t-shirts, etc. cetera. Um, and so what we did do was do a very limited run of t-shirts. Uh, we had six t-shirts altogether um, that we included as part of this auction. Um, a very limited run of posters. So summit artwork posters that uh, we all got a chance to, to sign. Um, and then there were a couple of special items, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was the first segment went great. We've, uh, I don't know about you, but I've never auctioned anything off before. Um, but, uh, we were able to, um, get things going pretty well. People were definitely very generous with and opened, uh, opened their wallets. And, um, I guess maybe once we're done talking about the main event, we'll sum up the, the, uh, the final total on the auction stuff, but, uh, it went, went really well. People, um, people were, were very generous and I think, uh, it was a, a good opener for uh, for the three auction segments that we did do. Definitely. Yeah, people embraced it right away, and I, I, I had no doubt that they would. This is just a, a great community, great group of people, um, a great group of people to be around and uh, care very deeply about the city um, and care very deeply about people. You can tell that just by being around these folks and uh, embraced the, the whole idea of the auction right away, had some fun with it. I honestly had told my wife who, who was there um, that I'd better pack a, a, a handkerchief in my uh, breast pocket of my jacket because I was almost certain that I would break down at some point. Uh, but I managed to keep it together. Uh, and in fact, the auction segments uh, were very fun. Everybody had a, a great deal of fun with it and a lot of laughing and joking. Um, at one point, you and I almost got entirely through auctioning off a t-shirt without ever actually showing the t-shirt, <laughs> which we had some fun with. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It went well. went well. It went well. Um, yes, you're right. We we had to adapt as we went to like, <laughs> oh, we should show the merchandise that we uh, that we're going to give out, and um, oh, you know, we were going to uh, look out into the audience and uh, see who wanted to get something, and oh, we can't see anything because their light's shining in our face. So <laughs> there's sort of audibles like that that needed to be called, but um, it it worked out quite well, and we were able to blast through. Um, the auction segments uh, and get some stuff auctioned out. That was great. There, so one of the um, one of the specialty items that we had was I, I want to acknowledge Dr. Dave here because he 
was very generous in, in with his time. Uh, when his Grandissimo book, uh, Jay Sarno book, came out, um, he did uh, a couple of uh, sort of private guided tours of Caesar's Palace for groups that uh, wanted to uh, participate in his Kickstarter at that level. And so, um, you know, he had said, uh, hey, what can I do to contribute to the auction that you guys are doing? And I said, well, you know, it would be I, I, I got to go on one of those tours uh, a few years back. And I said, it'd be great if you would consider doing one of those. Um, and and you know, I think that would raise a, a good chunk of money. And it uh, turns out it, it did. It worked out quite well. So that was one of the special items that we auctioned off. And if I recall correctly, that went for what, I think 500 bucks, I think. So, I mean, that I was so. a. It was a, a good big item, and um, I, I'm sure I, – I think that they actually went on the tour just a couple of days later because it all worked out. So. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was great. So thanks again to Dr. Dave for being so generous with his time. He also did two tours of the Mom Museum for, for uh, uh, people coming over the weekend too. So very gen- generous with his time, um, as always, which we very much appreciate. Yes. Um, so we rolled from that into a sort of a little mini interview, uh, that was, uh, Dave and I and, um, Mr. Derek Stevens, the aforementioned and, uh, David Rosborough, who's the director of food and beverage, and just talked a little bit about their jobs and, um, what it's like to come to work every day and, uh, and how they do their jobs. I'm planning, excuse me, I'm planning to, uh, cut that audio out of the show audio and post it. So, um, I guess I'll post it on, on this feed if people are interested. So if you didn't hear it, um, you'll have an opportunity to hear that part of the show. So should be fun. Uh, it was a fun little conversation, only about uh, 20 or so minutes long, but uh, always good to talk to, talk to those guys. And um, it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun. So it was a good way to kick things off. Um, so from there, we rolled into... Um, what, uh, what I believe we're calling Vegas photo quiz. Why, why don't you tell us a little bit about Vegas photo quiz? We did do Vegas, Vegas photo quiz. And that was funny. I, you can hear it in the show audio that, that we have. Uh, I said, what the heck are we doing next? And, uh, <laughs> she said that here's a, and that you had taped to the stage, a set list, just as if we were a rock band. And I thought yep. that was so cool. I don't know what became of that, but that, that's a, uh, that's a memento. That's a memento right there. That's pretty. That was pretty cool. There it was. Uh, so we did Vegas Photo Quiz, which um, I, I've been calling it an homage as opposed to direct ripoff. But if you're familiar with the David Letterman show, uh, he used to show either video clips or photos of, of usually New York City, and he would say, uh, "Here is a photo of this," and then he would say, "This person is," and then usually A and B. Uh, were, were a semi-rational thing, and then C, which was the ultimate answer, was an absurd thing. Uh, so we did a Vegas version of that, and uh, we're very, very fortunate to have access to the many, many monitors in that showroom, which, frankly, I didn't know existed because I'd never... It's one of those things where you're not looking for something, you don't know it's there, but lo and mm-hmm. behold, there are, what, probably six or eight big-screen yeah. monitors in that, um, which we gained access to through a, a, a series of uh, asking the right people and those people asking other people and um, people being generous with their time and efforts in those regards. Uh, and it just worked out just swimmingly well, amazingly well. Um, 
you know, to the point where had it not worked out well, I don't know what we would have done because a fair portion <laughs> of the show, we had hitched our wagon to uh, AV. Um, but it sure did work out great. Uh, so we were able to show some photos and, and do some A, B, and C kind of thing. Uh, just by way of example, I don't know how, it, it, this being an audio podcast, how well it will work. But uh, one, for instance, was a, a photo of uh, uh, some canisters of legalized marijuana in, in Las Vegas. And the the uh, line was, now that marijuana is legal in Las Vegas, you can forget, A, the hassle of buying from a street dealer, B, the fear of being arrested, C, which hotel you're staying at. <laughs> so it went like that. And there were about six or eight of those, and we had some fun with that. Yep, it was a lot of fun. It went quite well. Um, there was a couple of real zingers, uh, which, um, you know, it's this is one of those things that's hard to sort of recap without the visual, but um, it was it was pretty awesome. And yeah, you mentioned the screen. So we had back months ago in the early planning, we started talking about, well, what could we do um, that we haven't done before? How could we enhance some of these bits? And so we started talking about doing video. So started putting that together. Um, the video was by far the thing I was the most worried about just because we hadn't done it before. And having worked with video in the past, it's just, it can, it can totally go wrong. And so um, it was something I was nervous about. We did our run through the day before and um, it, we seemed to be on the right track. We originally, for those that were, that attended, we originally planned to have a single screen um, behind uh, on the stage, sort of between the two tables that we had set up. And that's the way that we rehearsed. Uh, and it's, it's, it seemed to work. So we, you know, packed up our gear and came back the next night. Um, as we were doing the setup, the changeover setup for the show on Saturday night, we set up the tables and they were so far apart from each other because of the screen. Mm -hmm. And the screen was so washed out because of the little stage lighting. Um, we, you know, we just called an audible and said, nope, no screen. We're going to rely entirely on the, no projector. We're going to re rely entirely on the screens around the room. Because they, you know, they had much better contrast. Um, they all seem to have a totally different color setting, but um, they, uh, <laughs> they <laughs> orange was orange here and more red over here. But whatever. Um, but um, yeah, so we used those, and that worked out great. And I'm really glad that we did that because it let us put the tables closer together, similar to what we've done in the past. Um, and if we had relied on on just that screen on the on the stage, I think we would have been in real trouble because it was very difficult to see. So something that yep. that uh, worked out quite well. Happy accident, and uh, it was like again, when you're not looking for that, you don't know that those things exist. And then when we needed them, lo and behold, there they are. And and fortunately for us, they those the positioning of those screens was clearly, um, you know, they had contemplated having an audience in that room and and having everyone in the audience being able to at least look at some monitor close to them and reading something, you know. So I assume for presentations or maybe corporate type meetings and those kinds of things. Someone, someone will always have a, a screen at least close enough to them that they can read. And some of the bits that we did did have a text component to them. Um, so I think everybody in the room had a, a shot of a, a monitor that was close enough to them that they could enjoy the, the full program. Uh, I want to say just a couple other things. Uh, just one as a funny aside. We had uh, uh, a number of different people there. I didn't know who everyone was. Everyone was incredibly nice and helpful, uh, folks from the D uh, helping out. 
Um, and, and everyone couldn't have been more helpful. Everyone kept coming to you and saying, is there anything else I can do? Are you yeah. satisfied with the things that we have done? Is there anything about the things that we have done that I can do differently or better or more to your satisfaction? It just impossibly helpful. But um, just a funny line from uh, that I recall from the rehearsal. Um, a lot of it was... Uh, if a guy didn't know how to do something, he didn't tell you, I don't know how to do that, and you're shit out of luck. That that never, ever came up. Instead, it was, I have no clue how to do that, but I know the guy who does, and I will call him, and I will get him down here. And, and then sometimes that guy might not know the answer, but he as well would say, all right. And so it was this daisy chain of people being helpful. Uh, but the one line I recall is the one guy said, uh, I don't, I, I can't get into that particular room right now, and the switch that needs to be thrown is in that room. But if no one is here by 3 o'clock to get into that room, I will go get an angle grinder and cut the lock off of that door. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I, I thought, well, that's very helpful. That's, that's, not, that's not saying no. There was never no for an answer. So. Yeah, definitely uh, true. And, and, but just one other uh, point I wanted to make is that um, just a, a shout out to you because your technical expertise uh, made so much of that happen. Your, your understanding of um, all of the software that we used and its capabilities, and also you purchased some items, uh, clickers, and, and uh, you know things that allowed the the, uh, the, the presentations to be changed uh, effortlessly. They worked brilliantly. Um, from the stage and seamlessly and, and even almost invisibly, uh, we were able to make it seem like uh, we had a crew of hundreds in a control room somewhere turning slides and that kind of stuff, when in actuality we were pushing little remote controls in our pocket and that kind of thing. So uh, shout out to you, my friend. Uh, you you, you had an enormous part hand in all that, and, and uh, so good on you. Thank you. I'm glad it all worked. We, uh, you know, the cardinal rule of uh, anything presenting or stage-wise, you know, have have a backup. And so we did have a couple of backup systems just in case, but I don't think we had to rely on any of that stuff. I think every all the primary things worked the way that they were supposed to. And uh, so it was, it, it went quite well. And um, so photo quiz, uh, you know, people loved that bit. Lots of uh, guffawing going on. We rolled into another auction segment, and I don't think we need to belabor the point. We'll talk a little bit more about the third auction segment because um, there's a special item there. But, um, you know, we got, again, so, some folks that were happy to contribute as part of this part of the process, which is amazing. Um, but then we rolled into our trivia game uh, called Which Win Won? Um, this may have been my favorite part of the whole show, um, but again, this is your creation, so I should let you explain what Which Win One is. Yeah, Which Win One uh, pits a pair of audience contestants uh, against a pair of experts, uh, and, and in this case, it was two gentlemen who have been in the uh, Vegas blogosphere uh, and, and Vegas podcastosphere for many years, uh, certifiably uh, certifiable experts in all things win, uh, Mike E. and John H., and they served as our panel of experts for the entire game show. Uh, and very simply, which win one works like this. Uh, a clue is presented on the screen, and it is, generally speaking, an award of some kind. Uh, so we present the award, and then we ask the question, which win won? meaning which win won this award, and uh, suggested answers were Steve Wynn and Elaine Wynn and also the Wynn Las Vegas, but we suggested right up front that the, that the contestants and the experts should be ready for just about anything, and just about anything happened. 
over the course yes. of the next 22 minutes. Indeed. Uh, well, I think, you know what, if it's okay with you, maybe I'll stick a clip in uh, right here okay. in the show of, uh, of which win one, because Fabulous. you really have to, you, you won't be able to see the video, but I think even the clip will help, uh, help people get pretty jazzed about, uh, about what it was all about. So. Now here's how this works. The rules of this game are very simple. I will give you a clue, which will be an award, and then you will tell me which win won it. Suggested answers are, Steve win. Oh my God. <laughs> Elaine win. And the win Las Vegas, but you should be ready for just about anything. All right? Okay. All right, contestants, this first question is worth 100 points. Here is your clue. In 2017, the tower suites in this hotel received a Forbes Travel Guide five-star award. Which win won? I like that. Uh, we're going to go with win Las Vegas. Yes. <laughs> Contestants are on the board. Oh, my God. Experts, you're up. Are you ready? <laughs> What the fuck is happening? Your question, experts, experts, your question is worth five points. And here we go. TripAdvisor ranks this hotel. Oh, fuck fuck TripAdvisor. TripAdvisor ranks this hotel number five on its list of 35 specialty lodging hotels in Las Vegas. Experts, which win won? Hold on. It's a, should we do it at the same time? Right. One, two, three. Steve, Steve Wynn. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the Wyndham Desert Blue. The Wyndham Desert Blue. Everyone involved was uh, good sports. Our, our experts were good sports, uh, hung in for as long as they could. They didn't have uh, a tremendous amount of success. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, the experts uh, fared, fared poorly. Our contestants did very well, and which was nice because we were able to award a number of fabulous prizes. We did. We had some great prizes. So the folks at the D have always been, you know, very generous when it comes to the prizes uh, amongst everything else. And so, um, as we've been able to do in the past, we had some great stuff like um, a weekend in a suite at the Golden Gate. Uh, dinner at Andiamo, which is always a, a very fun, a very fun piece. We had a couple of other things like um, Summit poster that uh, that we wanted to give away, um, but there was one item. There was one item that I think actually was the first prize we gave out, <laughs> just mm -hmm. the way things yeah. worked. Um, but there was one item that uh, was a little bit special, not a little bit special, a lot special, and um, you know it was it was a lot of fun. That and that item was drum roll, please. Um, part of the Las Vegas Club sign, the uh, letter L in that case. So um, a giant letter. Uh, I, it's like, I don't know, what, 15, 16 feet tall based on the photos? I mean, it's big. Uh, maybe not that big. 12 feet tall. It's big. Bigger than a person. Um, and uh, one of the letters that uh, was part of the Las Vegas Club. And so um, the, uh, the letter, the, the gentleman won the prize and I think was, uh, a little bit not sure what to do with it. It does, <laughs> it is sort of expensive to ship this thing to wherever you may live, though, um, I've since connected with him and all that stuff's been sorted out. So 
that's good to hear. But it was it was fun to uh, to give out such uh, you know an interesting historic prize. Yeah, uh, and we had uh, kind of labored with and then struggled over how to. Uh, First of all, choose the contestants uh, completely at random, um, which I think we accomplished by uh, putting a ticket on everybody's seat, and and so the uh, we had the they were like the carnival tickets, like you got as a kid, you know, the, the mm-hmm. charity auction type tickets uh, that are coming in in two identical halves, and you tear them apart, and they have an identical number on each, and then one one ticket goes into a box or a hat, and the other uh, stays with the uh, contestants. And so the contestants uh, were drawn completely at random, which was something we were concerned about and, and actually happened. So um, if you were chosen, it, it was a complete random uh, experience. And then also we wanted to give the prizes away in a way that was completely random. So we decided to put them in sealed envelopes with numbers on them and just let the contestants choose a number, not knowing what could be you know, behind door one through six or envelope one through six in this case. So, yes, when the gentleman chose the correct envelope, I think it was envelope four, uh, and it turned out to be the largest prize of the entire prize pool. <laughs> Someone who saw the show said the blood drained from my face because we were right out of the gate giving away the big, big, big prize. But you know what? That's fine because, again, it was, the whole thing was set up so that uh, you know anybody in the audience could have been chosen and anybody who was chosen could have received any prize. And so, in a way, I'm proud of the way that it worked out and, and demonstrably so immediately so yeah yeah i was uh you know that's just the way it goes when you uh when when things go randomly like that and it's just the way that it turned out but uh you know fortunately um we had uh, a couple of other of other good prizes there was another prize that um was a a piece of las vegas history though it was not greeted (laughs) quite as warmly as the uh, as the Las Vegas Club letter, do you um, you saw this thing in person, right? So, how would you uh, describe this this um, other prize? Uh, it, it's a it looks like a big golden testicle is what it looks like. <laughs> it's it's uh, about a hundred pounds. It's about the size of oh dear uh, uh, a Volkswagen Beetle, maybe not quite that large. It's, <laughs> It's big. It, it required two men to move into the showroom and was also seen being pushed around on a dolly, a four-wheel dolly. So it's not insignificant. It's uh, studded with uh, light bulb receptacles, uh, painted with gold spray paint. And what it apparently actually was, was uh, one of the many golden eggs in the nest of the golden goose uh, across the street at the uh, strip club there. Yep. Uh, so it was part of that sign, which you know you would think that anyone in the Vegas nerd society would would greet this uh, part of Vegas history with open arms and 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 just could not wait to take this thing home and reilluminate it and put it in smack in the middle of their kitchen or, or <laughs> living room. Uh, but I don't. Maybe you know the current status of that. I do. Maybe that wasn't the case. I do. I do. There is a happy ending to this story. Oh, so, um, yeah. So um, the original winner, Al, uh, decided that he did not want the um, uh. the golden egg, which, you know, I, I've got to say, I've already told Al that I disapprove of his choices. Uh. Um, but I just got to re-underline that. Um, but uh, he fortunately, uh, despite not wanting to take it on himself, uh, was happy to release it to the wider Vegas nerd society 
And we did find uh, a taker, I believe, uh, Josh, if I hopefully we're getting that right. Um, da, 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 somewhere in here. Uh, yes, Josh. Josh is now the lucky owner of the Golden Turd. And um, it will be uh, just was coordinating with him to uh, to get that all set. So that will be going to to live at Josh's house. And uh, it was Josh's birthday just the other day. I think yesterday. So happy birthday, Josh. Happy birthday. I hope that it goes to his house and I hope that uh, he has it re-illuminated. That would be amazing. And I hope that we ultimately see pictures of that. Yep. I endorse all of those statements. So, um, so that, that was uh, which win one. It was, we did three rounds and it was a lot of fun. People, um, people had a great time. As you mentioned, the experts, they really didn't do too well. But um, they were very good sports, and uh, we very much appreciate uh, them being willing to be a part of the action. Could not have done it without them. Indeed, indeed. Um, so that was uh, us doing the, the game, and then we rolled into our final auction segment. And really the notable piece of this auction segment was um, another special item that we had. In this case, another letter from the Las Vegas Club, um, the letter V. And so uh, we got the bidding started on this, and um, it was fun because it actually went to, to Krishna, who has been a participant in some of, uh, of events past, and so always good to see something go to a good home. And um, you know, their last name starts with V, so it's perfect. I, I also hope that they uh, re get this thing all, get the lights put in there and re-illuminated so that we can get some cool photos of um, of how this thing and the L letter as well end up looking once they're all once they're all settled because that that would be awesome. Definitely, I believe that they will. Um, so since we well, I, let's finish up the main event and then we'll talk about the final auction results. I guess that sounds fair. Um, so at this point in the show, uh, I uh, was tasked with um, sharing some. Uh, adding a little bit of time here into the schedule and uh, sharing some light bulbs. So as part of, as you may imagine <laughs> with, uh, with all of these various light fixture related prizes we had, you know, there's gotta be a lot of light bulbs too going around and actually true. Uh, we had several buckets full of frankly, dirty ass old light bulbs that were uh, in the signs and some of these various signs that were up on Fremont street. So yes, it was an old used light bulb that was pretty grimy, but this was, you know, this powered a sign that was on Fremont Street in downtown Las Vegas. So it's its own little miniature uh, piece of history right there. So I set about to uh, sort of run around the room a bit, um, handing out light bulbs, uh, trying to reach all the corners of the room that we that we could. And we had, you know, quite a few folks that were interested in uh, in grabbing one of those. Unfortunately, one gentleman actually broke one. Um, oh, and so we had a minor glass incident, but everybody was okay. So uh, I hope. <clears throat> that ended up working out just fine, but uh, added a little bit of momentary drama to uh, to the whole to the whole thing. Um, so after after a few minutes of this, uh, the lights dimmed, and um, you know what happened next? Uh, a roadie appeared. Now, <clears throat> who knew that? Uh, apparently, the our headliner, our, our headliner, befitting of a headliner, had brought their own road crew. Uh, and and a, a roadie for 500 by midnight appeared and did a, a stage check, did a sound check, a mic check, uh, checked some things in the rafters with a flashlight and uh, did sort of a security check of the crowd. 
Uh, and then, uh, as he called the uh, headliners to the stage, Tim and, and Michelle gave them both a three minutes warning to the stage, uh, rolled a, a video, an introductory video, very much like you might see at, at any uh, large-scale rock show. And that Indeed. came on over our monitors, and uh, it it was an homage sort of to uh, to uh, 80s hair metal uh, ballads and, and uh, rockers, and that sort of video replete with, uh, what, road-weary scenes and uh, tales from the road and... Uh, it was a lot of fun. I tell you? It was a lot of fun. So I, a few people have asked about this video, um, folks that were there and then also folks that weren't there, they're curious to see it. My understanding is that um, Tim is going to be posting this as a special item for the folks that sign up to their Patreon. So they do a Patreon thing for their show, and it's part of that. Uh, there are various benefits, and so um, he had mentioned that that was his plan. So for those people that have asked about that, uh, I presume that they'll talk about that on their show probably this week. So you know, maybe you'll hear about it later today or tomorrow, depending on when that is released. Um, yep. But assume more to come. Do you know anything more about that? No, I don't. Just highly recommended. I know that they work hard on the Patreon portion of the of their show, uh, and you're highly recommended to su- subscribe to that. Uh, I know that Tim writes a, a monthly column, and uh, that they both do a, a great deal of additional content. So if you love the five hundred folks and who does not, uh, you'll want to subscribe to their Patreon, and that will be uh, your best shot of seeing this video again. And there's even a little there's a little bit of nudity in it. So if you like that sort of thing. <laughs> Yes, indeed, it is uh, PG thirteen. So it is. Um, be, beware. <laughs> uh, so we rolled from that video right into Five Hundred, and they did their show. Um, the their the audio from that part of the show was released as the podcast came out on Tuesday, I believe. So um, if you haven't heard that, you certainly can go check it out. You know, they did uh, a great show, a lot of fun. People were, I think, really enjoying it and having a great time. So. Um, it was pretty awesome. They, uh, they rocked through their show and then, uh, then we came to a close. We came back up on the stage and did a little, uh, a little thank you here and thank you there. And, uh, and that was it. That was the main event. Yeah, it was very awesome. We kept, we kept sort of teasingly calling them the, the headliner, but that's in fact what they were. And they just brought it. I mean, just delivered it like the rock stars they are and the crowd loved it. And, um, you know, kind of brought everything to a fever pitch and, uh, it was exactly as it should have been. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're the best and, and they're just great people and fun people to be around and, uh, enjoyed spending the weekend with them as well. So, yep. Yeah, man. Then we took a bow and, uh, and exhaled and then we, drank some beer and then we went immediately to sleep (laughs) i think we all had visions of this thing stretching on into the wee hours of the morning and uh boy i was doing some some clock watching by 1 a.m like i'm just so gassed just so completely spent um my wife and i we hung out at long bar for a little bit and uh talked to some folks and, and had had a few drinks and uh then we started saying, man, we got to get some food in our bellies and, and hit and find a bed. And, uh, we were staying at Cosmo, got back to Cosmo and the line for secret pizza was out the, out the door. Oh, and, no. oh no. And then where'd we go? We tried to go to egg slot and it was wrapped. Oh no. And we went to the Henry and I got a very sad little Reuben sandwich at about 2 AM and almost <laughs> fell asleep at the table. I think my wife had to pay the poor guy and, and, uh, drag me off to bed. So, 
No, we were gassed, but but in a good way. Yep. Same here. I was just, you know, it's just from uh, all of, not just the running around and all the actual work part of it, but just the, you know, it's a, it's sort of an emotional roller coaster. I mean, you know, nerves going into it and then, um, you know, a a lot of uh, sort of the euphoria of going through it and then, then it's over. And so uh, it's, you know, I was, I was just totally beat, but I did go back and passed out and, you know, maybe had uh, slept the best I'd slept in two months probably. So it was, it was good. Well, you know, there's like a there's a trust element here. I mean, uh, the 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 folks in the the Vegas Nerd Society and the groups that preceded it to it uh, are just such good people and such good folks, and they come out every year and support this thing. Um, and you you just don't want to fail them, and that's what was that's what was so exhausting to me and so taxing to me, just in terms of you know, all right, big boy, you know, you you took this thing on and you told people you'd give them a show and you. Damn well, better give them a show because they, you know, everybody, everybody's here to see one, and uh, by golly, uh, everything worked out okay, and uh, so I'm, I'm real pleased with that, and I'm, I'm I'm real happy that everybody came out and had a good time, and and just uh, you know, just year after year, that, that everybody shows up and and just wants to be part of a thing, and and uh, I I don't know, I, I'm struggling to find the words, but it's just such a uh, I, it's just such a group hug. Like the entire three day weekend, it's just a, 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 it's just a whole ball of feels, man. It's just a, uh, you know. And and the minute it gets over, you're you're so tired that you say, "I will never ever do this again." Um, but I don't know. You had something you wanted to say about that. Maybe that's a good way to lead into that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I. <laughs> So I'll say a couple things, I guess. Um, number one, to everybody that uh, came out and said, you know, thank you. And I heard many, many times, you know, this is so much fun. Um, this is one of my favorite weekends of the year, etc. cetera. Um, it's really nice of you to say. Uh, I definitely, um, you know, it's, it's such a cliche, but it's part of what makes it all worthwhile. Um, because if it wasn't fun, it definitely wouldn't be worth doing. And, um, the, you know, the fact that people, uh, appreciate it so much and, um, you know, or have, have said that many times, I mean, it, it, I don't, I don't, it never get, never get sick of hearing it. I, uh, I, I definitely appreciate it when, when I hear from folks. Um, yeah, many people have asked it, basically two variations of this question, like, um, are you doing this again next year? It's sort of the most straight ahead version. And there's other sort of sideways versions of that, like, Oh, so next year, same dates. Um, <laughs> and I, this is, I'll just give the total honest answer. And I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I haven't talked to, I have serious. I haven't talked seriously to about it with Aaron. I haven't talked seriously about it with right. Jim and Michelle. I haven't talked seriously about it with the D. Um, I haven't, talk seriously about it with my wife. I haven't talked about it with myself. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it is a ton of work, uh, obviously. Um, and so, you know, that just trying to find the time to do it, uh, is always, a, it can be a challenge. Um, people do really love it. So, you know, that is a, a point in, in its column, but, um, we'll have to see. So definitely not going to make any commitments right now. Um, it's still, uh, the scars are still pretty fresh. So uh, we'll we'll kind of see how that goes. I don't know if you have anything you want to add to that, but that's sort of where my head's at. No, and I completely understand. Let me just say that uh, if that was it, uh, I could be satisfied with that being it. 
You know, I mean, there's there's nothing that came out of that where you said, boy, I'd like to get another crack at that because that could do that better. I don't feel that way. I feel like if that was it, uh, we ride out with our heads held high and, and uh, you know, if so if that was it, that was it. If not, <laughs> boy, we got we to gotta do at least that good again. So uh, yeah, time right. will tell. <laughs> yeah, time will I, tell. I can say this. I, I, I said at Longbar to a number of people that I don't have another funny thing to say. <laughs> I don't have another idea. I, I have absolutely nothing creative to say. I am completely tapped out and completely gassed. Uh, if I had to write something tomorrow, I could not do it. So I don't know if that battery recharges and, and you make the call in a few months. Uh, you know, we, <laughs> we'll talk about it then. Uh, I am I am completely gassed at the moment, but. Yeah, to, just to end on a on a high note, like I said, if that was it, you couldn't do any better. It went great. It was awesome. Um, and other than that, we'll just have to see what happens. So yeah, you know, I know that uh, the, some of the folks that do come, especially from all over the place, I mean, literally all over the world, uh, they the more time they have to plan travel, the better. I totally get that. Uh, so you know, I, I guess what I'll say is that there should be some point where we make a real decision, right? Instead of just mm-hmm. like not, not speaking about it ever again. Like at some point we'll right. either say yay or nay um, in, instead of leaving people in limbo. Um, but don't expect that, uh, that kind of uh, decision anytime soon. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, like I um, said, this is, th- this is still a time for reflection and napping. Yeah, and I, I haven't yeah. I haven't gotten through that cycle. Like I said, talking to Tim recently, he is still in the napping cycle. I'm sure you're recovering. Uh, so, yep, this is still a time for uh, for reflection and uh, just uh, basking in the post-coital afterglow, I guess. Right. Exactly. So we'll see what happens. And uh, you know, again, thank you to everybody that that came and for being so supportive. Um, I think we should uh, close things out by talking about the results for our auction. Yeah. How's that sound? How's that sound? Exciting. It so good. We, this was not something that we had planned. Um, this is the last piece of the show to come together. You know, obviously it was uh, precipitated by the events of the, the 1st of October. Um, but it came together. And originally we were going to have both of those Las Vegas club letters in our, in our prize pool. Um, we quickly rejiggered and shifted one of them out and um, got all this other stuff that we needed to to do this auction and it went and it went pretty well you know I, as we as we mentioned the actual mechanics of it seemed to work and um, we raised some money so um, I have tallied everything together I actually haven't made the donation yet I guess I should do that uh, probably soon like maybe today um, and I will uh, post the proof so you guys don't think I'm scamming everyone. Um, but, uh, I do have the final figures, of course. And so I guess, um, you know, Aaron, if I told you that we raised over a thousand dollars, would you be surprised? I would not be surprised. I would say that's, that's tremendous. Is that, did okay. we do that? Well, we did actually get better than that. Um, wow. what if I said we raised over $2,000? Would you be surprised? I would, that, that is a big, big number. Uh, I, that would make me very proud. I'd be very proud if that were the number. Is that the number? Uh, we did a little bit better than that, actually. Um, what if I said we raised twenty five hundred dollars? I would. That would make that would do my heart good. I, I would be proud of, of, of everyone involved, 
and uh, that I would sleep comfortably knowing that we made some contribution and some difference, I would feel tremendous. Is that what we did? Did we do twenty five hundred dollars? We we actually did we did better than that. Uh, our Holy final cow. total, yeah, our final total was over three thousand dollars. Our final total was three thousand sixty dollars, three zero six zero. That was um, amazing. All together. Yeah, it is pretty amazing. And I had this huge thing of cash on my desk for like two days before I went to the bank. And I was a little bit nervous. I was going to get like mugged. <laughs> my house was going to get broken into. Um, but uh, all that stuff is squared away. And so, yeah, 3060 bucks. That is awesome. Um, all kinds of, you know, across all the different stuff we did, the shirts, the posters, the the uh, the letter, all the Dr. Dave um, really awesome. I mean, it's, you know, the folks, unfortunately, the folks that impacted by this, uh, there's, this is no replacement for everything that they've been through, but at least, you know, we can, we can do a little bit of something. And so I, I'm really glad that we ended up doing this and it's going to be proud. I'm going to put them, we're going to, just for a reminder for folks that don't know, this is going to go to the, uh, GoFundMe campaign that we've talked about a few times. Um, so, uh, I think, I've actually never done a GoFundMe. I'm pretty sure that you can like write a little note in there when you do it. So definitely we'll be, um, you know, making sure that we all get the, the attribution just so folks can, if they go to the page, they can, uh, I think this is how it works. See that stuff on there. And, um, and, you know, if, if you were able to participate in it, you should really, you should feel really good about it. And I realize you know, never, not everybody can, and that's okay. But, um, we, we really appreciate it. And, uh, was, I'm glad that it that it worked out the way that it did. That's tremendous, it's tremendous. Thank you, everyone, for your generosity and uh, and your big hearts. And we love you. We do indeed. It was a, a smashing success, and uh, every single thing that we put up for auction sold. So um, you know, a, a huge success. Fantastic. Yep. So I will post uh, the final. Um, I'll post the final information on Twitter along with the proof of donation. Um, so that should go up very soon. And um, yeah, that may be it for the the summit 2017. Any last words? I don't have any last words. <laughs> Enjoy your naps. Everyone. Too tired. <laughs> <laughs> Send us your Twitter photos of you napping and oh. in your summit summit gear. Yeah, that's actually a good a good reminder. So uh, make sure you post your photos to hashtag Vegas Nerds. I'm going to be sending out some little mini prizes to folks. Oh, the only other thing I should mention is I still have a couple of pairs of dice and um, shot glasses and stuff. I really want to uh, unload all of this stuff just so that it doesn't end up in a dust pile under my desk for the next, you know, however long. Um, so I'll put a link in the notes for anybody that wants some of this stuff. I'm basically just going to try and unload all of it. So um yeah, uh, so that is uh, that's it for Summit 2017. Pretty awesome. Done did it. Done did it. <clears throat> See you guys. Bye. Adios. We're nerds. We're babies nerds. We fill our red free month looking for spots. We're nerds. We're babies nerds. We go for the spin and hope for the best, that's right. We may lose our bankroll, but watch what you say, cause we get lucky too. We're nerds, we're Vegas nerds, doing our best, judging the carpet twice.